Good? Ready? Yep. It's the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year. Let's talk about some Big Ten. Jackie Heisman. You know we're here in Madison, Martin, Wisconsin. Yep. Jonathan Taylor looks really nice for the Bears. Between the hashes. Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Welcome to Condos Corner. Packers by a million. Packers by 56. JK all day. Come Tyler Hero's a dog. Game seven. This is Badgers Welcome in the Basement. Welcome to Badgers in the Basement. This is Badgers in the basement. Boys, 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 we're back. Yes, sir. It's March, baby. Let's Woo! go. All right. How we feeling? We Great. just watched the oh, selection show. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. I'm feeling really good. I've never been better. <laughs> Baby, it's back. It's back. Exactly. It's been two years, and we're back. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we'll always be talking about the run that never was with the hot Wisconsin teammate in a row last year, but <sighs> it's okay. I'm just happy to have the tournament back. What's up, guys? Today we got in store for you. We're going to break down our initial reactions to March Madness. The brackets came out about two hours ago. We've been filling them out with our gut reactions, and we're going to break down it region by region for you guys. So first up, we're going to take a look at the West region with Gonzaga getting the number one overall seed of the whole tournament. And in my opinion, I think probably the easy, at least for them, they have a pretty easy path to the Elite Eight, Justin. I would say it's pretty easy. I mean, I came into the selection Sunday uh, not too hot on Zaga being a Final Four team, but after the bracket got released, I really I really think they got a, a favorable region ahead of them. I mean, they are the number one seed, so it does make sense. The number one overall seed, I should say, so it does make sense that the committee gave them one of the more favorable regions. But I, I don't really see a team up and down until we get down to the two-seeded Iowa team that could really even give Gonzaga a run. What do you think? Yeah. I think, honestly, I think if Oklahoma or Missouri, I think that's probably going to be the toughest game for them because Creighton just got absolutely demolished by Georgetown, and they are in shambles after their incident with Coach McDermott. And then UVA is just, like, it's so hard to predict with UVA because of the COVID circumstances they're going through. Mm -hmm. It's just really hard to say whether or not they're going to have everybody, Jay Huff. And... It's, so if they're only missing a couple of guys, they only play like eight or nine guys to begin with. So if they're missing a couple of their starters and that gets reduced to five or six dudes, that's going to make it tough for them to make any noise. So to me, it feels like Gonzaga has a pretty favorable run at it. And let's let's swing it back to Creighton though, like because you bring up an interesting point. They were they did look like they're in shambles against Georgetown. How far do you really think that Creighton can even make it? I ha I think Creighton could. I think Creighton will play Gonzaga in the Sweet Sixteen. I have them going that far just because. The UVA-Ohio game I think is going to be tough as is, and then even if UVA gets past that, it's a big question mark to me. In my bracket, I did pick Creighton in the Sweet 16, but watch out for Ohio. Yep. That is a sleeper. That is a 13 that can make some noise. Absolutely. Until they get to Zaga. But then that brings us back to the same point. I think Zaga just has way too favorable of a region here. Yeah, the other thing that's interesting to me is we only know of two teams that are really like – going through some COVID protocol issues right now, and those are Kansas and UVA. So it's really interesting to me that the selection committee put both of them in the same region where it almost seems like they're favoring Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. And who else are they favoring? Mm -hmm. The team that everybody loves the most, including Iowa Player of the Year, Luca Garza. Woo! 
Hey, let's give some respect where it's due, though. I know Luca Garza is the face of that team, and he's the player that's likely to win player of the year this year. But what makes Iowa really special is all the guys surrounding Luca Garza, Wieskamp, Bohannon, all the guys. Those guys are the CJ ones who Frederick. really make this team dangerous, man. Because when you have a big boy down there, a big boy in the center, and he's just pounding the rock, getting buckets all day in the lane – Defenders, they sink, and people start sinking on Garza because it's practically the only way that you can guard Garza is doubling or at least digging. So with that, I think he's going to, Iowa at least, are, is going to have a field day in this tournament, kicking it, swinging it, shooting it, and splashing in people's faces all day. Do we all have them in the Final Four? I have Gonzaga beating Iowa in the lead Eight, so I have Gonzaga in the Final Four winning that region. What about you, Kondo? I also have Iowa in the Final Four. Like you said, I think they have one of the most lethal supporting squads and probably the most unguardable player in the nation. I mean, we hate on him a lot. He's given us the work a couple times in the regular season, but you can't. You can't, you can't really reject what they've been doing, what we've been watching them do, and the pain they've inflicted on us. And I, and like you said, they've kind of got a nice path. Um, they got favored. Gonzaga might be. You guys think maybe an overrated team that could lose early on. Like you said, Mizzou, Oklahoma, both solid teams. Probably the best 8-9 game mm-hmm. out of the whole tournament. But I got Gonzaga, Iowa in the Elite Eight with Iowa going to the Final Four. Yeah. I would like to say, though, I don't think Zaga's overrated. I just think they're overrated as a national champion. I don't think right. that they have the team to put together the run. They're a very, very good basketball program, and especially <laughs> this year with the five-star point yes. guard. They undeniable they, right they can do it all and i just i think if they had drawn like maybe like maybe like a wisconsin north carolina like or like just even like a lsu st bonnie like if they had gotten a team with a little more pop to them and i i do think that oklahoma provides that but i think that if they had drawn maybe a little bit different of an eight nine like loyal i mean any of the other eight nines that it would have been they like might have been testy. able to give them a little exactly, run exactly i hate to say it uh even wisconsin Right. I mean, Wisconsin right. is a very battle-tested team, fifth-hardest schedule in the nation. I feel like if that – I mean, we both yeah. were cheering for it. We were both hoping the ninth seed right there would be Wisconsin because we knew that would be Wisconsin's best bet against a one. And last interesting note for this region, Gonzaga is 3-0 and against Iowa, Kansas, and Virginia, the two, three, and four in their region. So something else that I'm sure the committee looked at and said – I don't. It just feels like this region was kind of set up for Gonzaga, or at least set up for that Gonzaga Iowa rematch. That yep. was a shootout. Yep. And I, I'll say, I think the point being that we keep saying, you know, this 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 region favors Iowa. Well, I mean, sorry, excuse me. This region favors Gonzaga, but realistically, it also favors Iowa. Right. Like we were saying, like Absolutely. Iowa has a nice path to get there too. They yeah. got to play a. They might have to play a stingy Oregon team, but besides that, I mean. They might just roll to that uh, Elite Eight game with Gonzaga. Absolutely. For this bracket, I would just be careful picking Virginia, ladies and gentlemen. I would be careful. All right, let's take it out to the South region. Um, we're presuming that Baylor is the second overall seed in the tournament based on how things have gone recently. Maybe you would say Illinois is now, but we'll go there for now. I think initial thoughts. Initial thoughts, Baylor's a, Baylor is a heavy favorite in this region. But also, this is probably the toughest region that I can see across the board. This is just compact with with really tough teams, and I think it starts on the 8-9 line. I mean, 
North Carolina and Wisconsin is going to be a heck of a game. I mean, it that is. might be one of the best 9-8 games we've ever seen. Those are two very, very rich with basketball culture programs, and, and they're going at it. Roy Williams, Greg Gard, I mean, the Blue Blood versus the Scon Badgers. Come on. I mean, that's that's huge. Big 10 ACC. Right. I love to see that on the 8-9 line, and that's, that's the 8-9 line. That's not even going down the rest of the list. Right. What are you seeing out here? Yeah, I think, again, it's hard to kind of pick against – Baylor or Ohio State here like just the two heavy the two heavyweights in the region but it's it's going to be a little gritty I think a lot of people may write off Purdue I think Winthrop's going to be a popular double digit seed to be picked to the Sweet 16 but I I wouldn't be I know Villanova's missing Colin Gillespie but I actually had picked them to win in the first round Mm. just because I think so many people are going to write them off without their their star point guard and that's you know I think at first that's a gut-wrenching blow but Jay Wright's a good enough coach that he can get those guys to rally around it. And I think that, like, they haven't looked great at all recently, but, you know, Jay Wright is a two-time, you know, two-time national champion? Two-time. Yeah. yeah. So you don't you don't just win that with luck. Like, Jay Wright knows how to coach, and I think you'd be – you can't just write him off. It's going to be a good game. But top to bottom, I mean, Utah State, Texas Tech is going to be a great one. That's a game I have starred. Arkansas, I think, is going to be hungry after their earlier exit in the SEC tournament this weekend. And then you have Virginia Tech-Florida. That's going to be another gritty matchup. And Ohio State. So, I mean, there are some teams, Texas Tech, we're talking, can make a run. Arkansas can make a little bit of a run. Ohio State, to me, looked they looked even though they lost today, they looked great. And Purdue, we say, gritty. I don't think some people mm-hmm. understand how gritty Purdue really is. But Travion Williams is hungry. Jaden Ivey's a stud. And Zach Eady comes in, and he's a 7-4 monster. You're right. This region is absolutely loaded. and I Absolutely think loaded. At first glance, this is going to be one of the tougher ones. And I think like teams like Texas Tech, I mean, they're fighting right now. They're a 17-10 and 10 team that got the sixth line, but they're really tough with Matt McClung. Absolutely. And like, they, they are due for a win because they were struggling in Big 12 play but losing a lot of close games. Same with Purdue. I like Purdue. They got really hot at the end of the year. They've battled with the Buckeyes, even though they lost in the uh, in the Big Ten tournament against the Buckeyes. But they've been battling with them. I really like it. But let's slow down. I want to talk about this Villanova Winthrop game real quick. What makes you say that Jay Wright is going to right the ship with these guys? What does Jay Wright have to tell his guys in the locker room heading into this game against Winthrop to not get trapped here early in the tournament? I mean, he's on the dangerous line. He's the fifth seed. That's the most dangerous seed yeah, in the tournament. But I. I know you've heard me say this before, but the most dangerous teams are the teams that have nothing to lose. Yep. Like, like everybody's writing them off. Like, the last couple of games they played, they've been bodied. Winthrop has one loss this whole season. Winthrop's a dangerous team. They've made noise before being in the 12th spot. It's just, like, Jay Wright's going to be like, oh, slow down, guys. Like, you know, <laughs> pick your head up, get your chins high. Like, we can do this. Like, you, you play basketball at Villanova University. That means something. Mm-hmm. Jay Wright, one game at a time. Jay Wright might know how to coach, but Winthrop knows how to play. They're hot mm-hmm. right now. All right, twenty-seven point win in the Big South Championship. I just like the way they're hooping right now. They've only lost one game, and it was on a last shot. Lost by two. They got four scores and double figures. I just like the way Winthrop is looking right now. They're a dangerous twelve seed, man. I agree with Milky on that, and. Actually, just a fun fact I read on Instagram just a minute ago, Gonzaga and Winthrop are the only two teams in the nation with an undefeated record against teams with a winning record. And Winthrop has 
only lost one game, we can't really discount the power so, so wait, so that means of that momentum. One losses to a team UNC Ash. Yes. yes, they lost <laughs> so. to they lost to ten and twelve UNC Asheville. Yeah, so like. <laughs> Like we were talking about hey man, it happens. Before, it's a COVID season. <laughs> before we hopped on the air, like any team that's coming into the tournament with momentum, with rhythm that hasn't really yeah. known what it's like to lose, yeah. doesn't want to know what it's like to lose. Right. So <laughs> I mean, We'll get to Georgetown later, but that's another team scorching hot coming in. Right, and just I'll wrap up what I got for this division. In the South, I actually got Baylor running taking the tournament the the um, yeah and taking the whole tournament i know i agree with you this is probably the tightest region in the entire oh, it's tournament gonna be a bloodbath. but it's gonna be a bloodbath and like you said you i kind of got to correct myself on what i said earlier like north carolina wisconsin even though we like to rag on this and and kind of like overanalyze what wisconsin has done that's probably the strongest eight nine that's a game crazy in the, the whole game. tournament and yeah. whoever wins that if they catch a good game or something catch baylor off guard that could be tough but i personally think Baylor's gonna go all the way even though they did end up catching a, a late loss in the season um and having a little bit of covid concern i don't think that's gonna stop them this is probably arguably the best season in baylor history some might say jared butler davion mitchell two two first round studs. picks absolute studs They've held at least a four-point lead in 54 straight games, held double-digit leads in 21 of 24 games. Like, these guys are just nutty. Their one loss was coming off the COVID pause, right? Right. Correct. And then then they just lost again to Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's true. I think it was a Oh, that boy, Kay Carter. We'll talk about that (laughs) later. But the the final thing is, like, this is just a personal preference thing. They're shooting 41.8% at three, top in the sport. I think that's team. That's the kind of team that makes a run. Just right. starts yeah. getting hot, shooting yeah, from I, behind the line. Unfortunately, and, I think we all have Wisco winning the first round, but you, Wisco or UNC, like I think you're burnt toast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm, right. I'm, I'm roll badge. But, but that's yeah. a good game. Those are oh, yeah, two yeah, very yeah, tournament-rich yeah, yeah. teams, Absolutely. like Milky said, that are both going to be comfortable in the tournament and yep. going to give the fans what and they that's want. That's something I want to highlight about this division really quick. If you look at the, some of the coaching names, like you know, you can talk about. Roy Williams, Greg Gard, like, you know, he's up and running. Whatever. He's coming. He's coming. Jay Wright, <laughs> Matt Painter, Chris mm-hmm. Beard, mm-hmm. and Chris Holtman with Ohio State. Like, those mm-hmm. those are all teams that Great are well coached staff. and are going to be mm-hmm. coming with fire. So, this division, I think, is going to heat up. With this that is... being said, I have Baylor losing to Ohio State in the Elite Eight. I have Ohio State going to the Final Four. I like that pick. I, they... they they sold. They sold me today. They they like. So so you're thinking it was because of today's performance, or is there anything else that you they really got me like to buy in and believe State. today? Uh, Chris was saying it all day. They like everybody can go get him a bucket. Everybody yeah, everyone bucket. on the floor can like, go. I mean, C.J. Walker was phenomenal today. Mm-hmm. At the end of the game, was just yeah. was just cooking and he's so yeah. quick, dude. Yes. And then E.J. Liddell mm-hmm. can give people fits. Granted, he is playing one of the best bigs in the country today, but. That was a heavyweight matchup. And then Justin Suing, also really good. And then is it Washington? Yeah, Dwayne he Washington. started that heating was the up. Guy I yeah. He's arguably their best player. He started heating up like, today. Like Any of them solid. can go get a bucket. That's a great and team. Keep in great mind, team. keep in mind, uh, is it Kyle Young? Kyle, yeah, Kyle Young. He didn't, he didn't, play didn't even today. play today. No, He's he out not. with a concussion. So if he can get back and they get him healthy, I mean, that's I mean, a starter for him. Yeah. He should be back by next week. Right. And so, I mean, they lost by three today. Granted, it was really, like, more than that. Right. But 
without him. So I think that hopefully we can see a Baylor Ohio State matchup is going to be contingent on three point shooting. I think Ohio State's going to have to stay hot if they want to make a run from Ohio, behind the three point Ohio State's, Yeah, you know, Ohio State's just going to have to stay focused. That's the storyline for any of these teams in the South region. Like we said earlier, this one's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to come down to who is going to have the most focus coming into each and every game. Who can take one game at a time? Because even Baylor, the top team, the most favorite team in this region, they got to settle down and look ahead. They can't just that's, they can't look ahead. They have to the, take it one. The they got to be Harford I'll first. Say, the only thing Harford I'll say out. about Baylor is that if you look at the rest of the teams in here, Ohio State, Texas Tech, Purdue, Arkansas, all those teams want to pay quick, and Baylor will be cool with that. Mm-hmm. But if they play us, if they play Wisconsin, they're going to slow down. And we can have our way with slowing that game down. That could provide a little bit of trouble. It might cause trouble. Right. Uh, so you got, Justin, you got Ohio State too? I do like the Baylor. Buckeyes. Okay. I do like the Buckeyes. I right. think that the the Big Ten has just proven to be the most battle-tested conference. I, I mean, you heard me earlier. I got Iowa beating Zach. I like Iowa the way they play. This region, I like the Buckeyes. I really like them because they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They kind of flew under the radar all year. They only recently entered the top ten late in the year. They also have lost a bunch of big games recently. They lost the one against Illinois today. They're hurting over that one. They lost another one, another few down the stretch at the end of the season. You know, they're not a bad team, but they, they got a little sour taste in their mouth as of recently because it's not like they're playing bad basketball. We saw them play against Michigan recently. That was one of the best games they've played all year. They put up close to 90 points on the Wolverines. They battled with them the whole way. And a couple mental mistakes down the stretch cost him that game. Now, a couple mental mistakes almost cost him the game again against Michigan in the tournament, but they turned it around. And that's why focus is going to be key. Indeed. If the Buckeyes stay locked in and they don't make these mental errors and they keep their offense moving, they keep the ball moving, I see them slide into the and final they four. Can't, like, they don't go away. Like They don't. They, every mm-hmm. time, they, they always come back. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Nobody so, can run with them, dude. No. <laughs> Even no. their big man, EJ, is getting down the court with <laughs> the guards. He's a very athletic dude. Yeah. He's more of a stretch five than anything. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a look at the Midwest region. I know... We all love Illinois. We're all big on Illinois. I-L-L. The first thing that catches my eye, and honestly, of the whole bracket, if things go the way that hopefully everybody thinks they do, I think we could potentially see game of the year, Sweet 16, Illinois playing Oklahoma State. In my Mm. opinion, the two best players in the Mm. country, Io DeSumo against Cade Cunningham. Wouldn't that be something? That hey, would be crazy. You forgot about the third best player, Kofi Coburn. <laughs> Come on now. Give the man some credit. He's averaging about 17, 18 points a game, collecting almost 10 rebounds a game. The boy is averaging a double-double on these guys. Okay, like them, Shaq. Okay, like Shaq. Okay, Christian over here. <laughs> Christian over here thinks that they aren't going to win no, a no, no, This no. is a whoa, whole different... Whoa, 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 whoa. This whoa, is a whole whoa, different conversation. For the record, he I picked them, them to win it all. The I'm just part. saying, the reason why... So I now you're contradicting that, yourself listen, from earlier. Yeah, hold on, hold on. They have an Achilles heel, and their Achilles heel is that Kofi Coburn is a 50, what, 1%, 56% free throw shooter, yep. and they're going to hack a half the shit out of them if mm-hmm. games come down like that. If OK State and Illinois gets close, they're just going to start hacking Kofi Coburn. They're not going to have to because Illinois is going to be up 20 all right, could be. Come on, man. No, I'm but on a serious is, note, on a serious note, let me just say this. That would be a battle that I would pay whatever I'd have to pay to get a ticket to see. So then what changed from when I walked in the door earlier? Because when I walked no, in the door I earlier, said, you said the only thing that's going to prevent them from winning a national championship is Kofi Coburn's free throw shooting that's ability. That's what I said. It's so an now Achilles it's not a problem? Shield. I said it's an Achilles heel. Because now you picked them to win it all. 
because I think they can get it done. I think that they can move past it. I'm just saying that if they're going to lose, that's how they're going to lose. It's just because of – you think it's going to be a hack of Shaq or you think it's going to be a something down the stretch where he just he just can't convert in clutch if, moments? Yeah, like, for example, Do you think they'll today, literally go today, hard on a hack of Shaq on this guy? Today, Ohio State probably turned the ball over a couple times and forced some bad shots, but had they been making some shots to keep the game close – and Kofi Coburn kept having it in the post. His free throws absolutely could have posed a problem for them. I mean, they only ended up winning by three when they could have put the game away, I think, two or three minutes left if Coburn mm-hmm. just made a couple free throws. And that's he, went, he went empty for a trip, and that's what kind of gave them, like, like you know, second life, like a second lifeline. But Don't. it still fizzled out. But regardless, My- if Illinois is going to lose, it's going to become, be because they have an Achilles heel in Kofi Coburn's free throw shooting. My my only optimistic side of that is that he looked really good shooting the ball against uh, Iowa. It was in the yeah, Big Ten told semifinal. me today that he, when he was three he, for nine, uh, that, that uh, yanked that from him. So that inconsistency is going to be an issue, but you just got to hope and pray that he knocks him down in the clutch. A lot of times players step to the plate when it's meant to be. Absolutely. Once the, once the spotlight's on, it's the big moment. I expect this guy to have no other vision than knocking down some free throws at the line. But – Let's, let's we look had at a the nice whole region. Let's wait, wait, whole but, region. Let, but wait, let me ask you this because we we just started chopping about okay. Kofi Coburn, but sure. we didn't even say a thing about Iowa versus Kate Cunningham. I know that's dude. That's like, like to me. What do you think is going to happen be, from that matchup, dude? That's just like that's you're glued. That's a glued to the TV matchup. Like, oh my you're just not looking away. TV. Exactly because oh every possession you're going to go from the number one pick in the NBA draft to arguably who I think a lot of us thought should have been player of the year in Io DeSumo. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... Batman. Exactly. Superman. Coming in. Actually, he, he calls himself the Masked Mamba, which I think is pretty Ooh, dope. That's, the Masked Mamba. That's I cold. love it. Yeah, so... I love it. So, the Masked Mamba versus Cade, I like... Oh. I mean, that's just... I'm getting chills thinking about it, dude. That's, hey. that's going to be just... Hopefully, we get to see it. Obviously, it's March on any given night. Anyone can win. I gotta be devil's advocate. Like you guys are getting a little ahead of yourself. That's that's a far road, bro. I know. I, like in what I will say is really Illinois simple. is the most losing team out of all of the one seeds. And like you said, they let sneaky teams in late game because they don't hit their free throws. And they've come up close with a lot of teams, lost some key games. Watch out for Loyola Chicago. Hey. Who knows, dude? I'm hey, sorry. Yeah. Like, to answer your like, question, no. though. Like, like, I'm sorry. It's March Madness. They, like, And that's not the trait. I agree I'm with you saying, that you want to have like, people. If, I'm saying if things go as planned, that would be a hell of a game. And I think probably would be out of, like, like in a, in a larger scope, that would probably be the most eye-opening game for me. Like, like just based on, obviously, like, there are certain games you want to see that would be really cool. But I think in terms of a player matchup, that that would be the coolest we right. would see in the I tournament hope if we get happened. there. Yeah. Io is a superhero, right? Sure. Correct? Correct. When, when you watch superhero movies, you turn on a superhero movie, you just you expecting the superhero to get beat? You expect <laughs> he, the superhero he always to lose? wins. He the always superhero wins. always wins. We got a bad, bad mask. <laughs> the masked mamba. Mm. And he's not wrong. And he's not losing. He's not wrong. That's a draft shifting matchup mm. right there. Cade, <laughs> I think Cade will go one regardless. Of but what after happens, that, but. that's what I'm saying. That mm. can, that just shows one v one. Absolutely. Mm. Who's the Hooper? Okay, let's let's look <laughs> let's at the move. whole region. Let's look at the whole okay. region. This is a fun one. I like this region. Yeah, a lot, I think I you had said that the South was the most loaded, but and before we got into all of this, I was kind of convinced the Midwest was. 
But after we talked about the South, I was like, hmm, you know, Milky might be right about something. But they're pretty. I close. still think, yeah. I, I was gonna say, I think the biggest difference to me is that I think Houston we kind of look at as a weaker team because they come from a mid major, and that being the two seed there, I think is why we maybe would say that the South is a little stronger. But I mean, we still have. I think Oklahoma State maybe was a little underseeded, being a four. West Virginia maybe a little overseed as a three, but like I still think I said this a while ago in one of the older episodes, maybe two or three episodes ago, that I thought West Virginia was a team that can make some noise because of Derek Culver. I still think they are a team that can do that. I agree with you. I mean, I think West Virginia looks really good in the Big Twelve. Big Twelve is arguably the second best conference behind the Big Ten. Yeah, and uh, I mean they played really well against if Baylor. Not the they best. played I mean, really good a, against that's Texas. An argument we could have too. All their matchups have been very well fought. And they 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 came out of it eighteen and nine. That's a good record. And you got uh, Loyola Chicago sitting there as a team that we know and from previous years can make some noise. Mm -hmm. They're a team that's going to have a little bit of swag to them. Haven't Mm -hmm. done it before. They can make some noise. Georgia Tech coming in as hot as anybody else. Just winning the ACC tournament. I think the only like I wouldn't say that there are any games I don't care for because it's March Madness. But like to me, the Tennessee Oregon State game just feels very like boring. Like yeah. just very blah. Like I, we got the Pac-12 champs, for, baby. Right. Yeah, but it Come was on, like man. Pac-12. Give them a little yeah, bit of but, respect. Yeah, yeah I don't they're know. They're down here. There's nothing. Nothing really excites me about that. Nothing really excites me about, <laughs> <They're that. okay. laughs> really me about that Oakland, hey. that Oregon State Tennessee game. But I think the thing that. Uh, excites me the most about this region is the Horizon League champion, Cleveland State. I love them. I love them. And plug them. And it's no disrespect (laughs) to Houston, but this is March where crazy things happen. I love Cleveland State. They played really confident throughout their time in the the Horizon League tournament. They played a triple overtime game, so you know their legs are tested. And that was in the first (laughs) round. First round, you come back from a triple overtime game to win two more, win the championship. I love it. They're led by Torrey Patton, 14.9 points per game, eight rebounds a game, 2.7 assists per game, shooting 46% in the field i think he's just going to be the stud that leads him to a victory in this one game that'd be crazy i would <laughs> love to see it i will admit i don't have the balls to pick a 15 seed upset like you Justin. Mm, i did not grab that respect um. for that i in general though i think it's hard to bet against jim Beheim in in march i think syracuse can make some noise san diego state university baby 14 game winning streak let's wait, go wait, wait so milky how you got that playing out if cleveland state wins if cleveland state wins well, they're going to be facing the Gers. <laughs> the Gers. That's a matchup. The Gers are the Rutgers century. <laughs> hey, I like Rutgers though. They they're, they're really they're one of those <laughs> there's one of those Big 10 teams this year that really just got pushed to the bottom. They're ranked early. They had a lot of yeah, hype early cuz we saw what they could do it's last weird year. I, they brought back a lot of the same guys and now this year they just kind of fell into just a really really loaded Big 10. The record doesn't show how good they are as a team. I think just the fact that they get to play Clemson, uh ACC team a little a little lesser this year, and I think that their potential matchup between either Houston or Cleveland State, it just favors Rutgers because Rutgers is incredibly battle-tested playing in the Big Ten. Yeah, I have Rutgers winning that too, and I have I have Houston winning, but I think Rutgers will beat Houston if that game comes out just because it's – I don't know. I know that we're we're in the Big Ten, and so we're, our heads are really in the Big Ten, and we love the Big Ten and are huge on it this year. And I just think, like you said, Rutgers is battle tested, and I think that they're gonna they're gonna be grinders. Geo Baker, we're big Ron on Harper. it for good reason, though. Right, exactly. They have I, a lot of guys loaded. I've been hearing buzz around even San Diego State, like as yeah, like being Justin a, said, a they've possible won, run. They've won like games that are hot. West yeah. Virginia's got a lot of hype. I heard they could run. Right. Houston's still a good team. Like if they if they win and get hot, like there's no reason they can't make a run. But 
I know both you guys got Illinois just to kind of wrap up the Midwest. This was the easiest one for me, man, just because I've been riding Illinois since about last year when they beat the Badgers by one at the Kohl Center and and I had a conversation with a couple buddies and we were just thinking like, oh my, this is a this is a young and talented team. Now they've had the ability to grow for a year and a half, yeah, and get a lot better. A nice little and freshman point you know, guard. And, and they added, mm-hmm. added Cabello as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've gone through some adversity oh, yeah. with the COVID season just like anybody else, but I think they're ready to, to really, really make their mark in the college basketball world. I love the Illini. The best one-two punch, I've said it before on this show, the best one-two punch in the nation. I Sumo and Kofi Coburn, mm-hmm. and then they just got strrappers around the board. They have, and we, so we were talking about Georgie, best coming backup off center the in bench. the nation. Yeah, coming off best the backup bench. Center in I the remember nation. I hated when we played Illinois because of Georgie Bashanishvili before, not because of Kofi no. Coburn, and now it's like... Now it's hello, Kofi. Right, and then, <laughs> and then like it's like, oh, he's going out of the game. Oh, wait, here comes Georgie Bashanishvili. I mean, he, he was great tonight. He scored 10 straight points for Illinois. I have Illinois playing West Virginia in the Elite Eight, and I have Illinois winning that. We have very similar brackets, my sir. Yeah. I'll, Illinois, West Virginia, same. Yeah, I, the I don't Illini know. I'm just not – just Houston doesn't do anything for me. It's not – there's no – when I say the name Houston, there's no pop to it. I don't I – don't, I would say that this region is similar to the West with Gonzaga and Iowa, where I think that it just really favors Illinois. I think it just favors the one seed in yeah. this one. I mean, I think the biggest potential threat is something we already talked about, and that's Cade Cunningham. But right. I think besides that, the Illini roll. The last thing I'll say, though, is as a counter-argument to Houston being like a mid-major team, that's a case where you don't have a lot of history to compare to. Right. So you really don't know what they're going to come out and do and how they're going to play right. these teams. Right. And it could be an interesting matchup where they heat up. They're a really like huge three-point shooting team. You never lot. know. They love right. to just torch. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? So I, I just like the, I think the general trend over time, though, is that when you get these highly ranked mid-majors, that they tend to just fall early. Like that, yeah. That's just kind of how it goes in the tournament. Unless, and that's like, I mean, that's been Gonzaga's kryptonite all the yep. time, right? Is They're that they just, just not tested. Because right. what does yeah. that mean? Battle tested. That's why you say right. our heads are in the Big Ten. Big but 10, even Big all 12. I'm saying, those teams are battle tested. Right. Like even, me saying Rutgers has no bias in it. Rutgers is actually tested. tested. Right. Rutgers yeah. is every week, team. every day right. they're it's playing every for. Every let me let me bring up a stat. I think I mentioned last week, but like 11 of the top 13 toughest schedules in the nation come from the Big Ten. Crazy. The the, the worst team in the Big Ten, worst strength of schedule in the Big Ten was Michigan, and they were 26. Yeah, it's hard to not like the Big Ten in a lot of matchups, even the Big 12 in a lot of matchups, because, again, just another deep conference that, like, Every night you're playing a star, and I mean, it's, it's tough. It's just really it's hard. We learned so, that with the Badgers. The Badgers are by no means a bad basketball team. No, but it's they like, went 0-9 against all the toughest comp because it's like, just really tough. Yeah, Big Ten, very good. That's why I like Illinois winning it all and winning this region. Let's right. swing it to the East, though. Yeah. Last but not least, maybe the least. Maybe the least, but I think this one's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, this one should be fun because I think it's really open. I don't, there's not, there's no one, like in the previous regions we talk about, there are some heavyweights that we're really big on. Like in the West, you have Gonzaga, mm-hmm. Iowa, pretty clear cut. In the South, you have Baylor, Ohio State, pretty clear cut. Illinois, pretty clear cut in the Midwest. This one, it's really it's, open. It's tough because Isaiah Livers is out until who knows when. So mm-hmm. it's hard to it's just say. It's going to be bad for them. Right. So it's hard to just say 
I mean, they fall in the same boat as, as Villanova losing your star player that everyone's kind of like built around, per se. I think, so it's I hard think, to say that they're just going to be able to run with it and get to the Final Four like some of the other heavyweights in their region. And then there are just so many teams that can make some noise. I mean, you saw LSU today go toe-for-toe toe with Bama. Mm-hmm. And that would be a hell of a matchup to see again if that happened. Then St. Bonnie's could make some noise. Georgetown's coming in hot. Colorado has McKinley Wright the fourth. Florida State just just went to the championship in the ACC. BYU has looked good late. Michigan State got in, and if they beat UCLA, they could make some noise with Tom Izzo, Rocket Watts. Texas, we just talked about, just won the SEC tournament. They're hot. This is just... Big big 12, excuse me, big 12. They're hot. UConn, James Booknight, Monster, Bama can run with anybody in terms of score. Like, they they can keep scoring. Bama will be down, and then they'll be up 15 in a heartbeat just because they can just start catching fire from three. It's so hard to say that there's a clear-cut favorite here, and I think this will probably be, like you said, the most fun region to watch. I think it's just the most fun because it's the most up in the air. We get to watch some good basketball. We, we get to watch some new people Absolutely. Uh, battle it out here. I just – LSU has a stud in Cam Thomas, true freshman, and he has been great down yeah. the stretch. Do you think the uh, the winner of that game is going to take down so UMish with no Isaiah Livers? I – See, because I think I mean honestly, my it's opinion hard, on this dude. is Juwan Howard's going to get the boys right. So hard, but I see, that's where I have to. Agree. They still have, have Hunter Dickinson. They still I have, have Michigan squeaking Eli by Brooks. to the Elite Eight, but I think it's yeah. going to be tough. Yeah, that one's a tough one. I was really sitting there thinking about Michigan. You're a Michigan guy. What were you thinking about? You know, I'm really rooting for the boys back <laughs> home, but I wasn't sure before we hopped on the podcast what the situation was with Livers. But Christian, you said you looked it up and he's really yeah. questionable. He has a stress fracture in or, his foot and it seems like they said he's out indefinitely and basically he's just day to day. So I guess he's been playing with it previously and then he re-aggravated it a week or two ago and it just it hasn't been good for him and they have him in the boot to try and take some of the pressure off his foot. And so it's it sucks. But that's a team where like that's like their heartbeat. And to not have him, like not yeah. have the guy yeah. that you're giving the ball to when the game's on the line, that's tough. That's... But I think that I think the Hunter Dickinson and Coach Jawan Howard is gonna get him get them together, and I think that they're gonna um, win a few. I think they'll win a few. I think so. Too. I think that national I think title. That too, I think they're too talented, yeah. but I don't think that they're as much of a like a heavyweight uh, no. as they would have nope. been. Nope. And I don't, I don't really think they're a national title contender, and mm-hmm. I'm scared that they won't even get to the Final Four. I, I agree with you. Just to finish that thought on you, Mish, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, well, I do think that Michigan's run is contingent upon what happens with Livers. I I don't know if that's enough considering the, the supporting cast that he had. He is the heartbeat of the team, but we have seen other guys take over. They could just, like you said, Jawan Howard could get the boys right. They could move yeah. over to start pumping Dickinson, start yep. playing a different style of basketball yep. and like yep. still make a run. They're a deep team, but... In, yeah, Smith? in my gut, bra- in my gut bracket, they were the one seed that I had losing. And when I look at the other teams, uh, Michigan is the one that I've seen that can heat up the most, but mm-hmm. can also cool down the most. So I had LSU actually making a little bit of a run. Uh, I, like I know it. you like St. Bona, but I've seen LSU play Alabama, like Christian said, to mm-hmm. a T. They play in the SEC that has been... Again, maybe like has an argument for the third best division in college basketball. Uh, 
I, I think that they can go ahead if you Mish catches uh, a little bit of a cold streak, like we said, and maybe loses livers, can't really shoot like they're used to. LSU is going to run the floor with them, even run to the Elite Eight. I have them against Texas, wow. and then Texas taking the Final Four, which is Dude, just a, is, is a gut because, I like you Texas. said, I think I think, I think very... all of us have Texas in the Final yeah. Four, and I think that we were all we all bought in again after watching them play yesterday. Yeah, they, the, they played really good the yesterday. They took down Cade Cunningham, but realistically, this is a very veteran-led team. We got a lot of seniors, a lot of juniors leading the way. Four scores, close to double figures, three and double figures. But Jareko Sims has 7.1 rebounds a game. That's Stun. huge. He's shooting. He's doing 68% from the field, dude. Stun. That's amazing. For a big man. And, I just and, love that about absurd. him. I just him love and, that. Him and Derek Culver, the two of them are just beasts down there. Mm-hmm. By, this the, team is just this is deep. I mean, Matt Coleman at third, 13.3 right. points per game, 41 assists. That boy was cooking yesterday. 48% from the field. And like right. you said, he was cooking. Didn't he have 30 yesterday? Yeah, oh, 30. It was amazing. And then yeah. they still have a couple. Of, they got a pair of juniors, Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey. I mean, Kai Jones played well yesterday. Kai Jones as well. I almost forgot to mention him. Right. I mean, this team is just stacked. really loaded and stacked, mm-hmm. and we forget about him. We sleep about him because they weren't the most hyped in the Big 12 with Baylor, West Virginia, and Texas. I'm going to preach more West. of what I've been preaching the whole time. Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart coach is a great that's coach. been there. He's, he's mm-hmm. no situational basketball. He's going to have his guys ready. And that's, again, that's a coach that, that I trust is going to figure it out when push comes to shove and when it gets gritty. You can't talk about this region without talking about how hot Georgetown is. Mm. How far do you think they're going to make it, man? I have them in the Sweet 16, dude. I, I know Florida State just – I have them losing to Michigan. Michigan, okay. Continue. And I – I mean, Cinderella always runs out of luck when, you know, the clock's going to strike midnight. I think that's when it will for Georgetown. Mm-hmm. But Patrick Ewing has those boys playing. And, I mean, I mean they just blew out Creighton yesterday. <laughs> like, it was with, good to see. Without any remorse. Just, <laughs> I mean, complete blowout. I feel like we are like all kind of writing off Florida State a little bit, and I, and I don't, I don't know. I got my boys Florida State up in the Elite Eight. Okay, respect. Okay, I just think that they're a little salty. They lost to Georgia Tech. I think they just have a little bit of a chip on them that they're gonna make a push for a Final Four because they should have won that ACC championship. Mm -hmm. But I think they, they, I think they just come up a little short to Texas. I, I, yeah. It's just this region in particular, I think, is just so open, and and you can make a case to have it any which way. Um, this Florida is State. yeah. This is the one that I definitely am gonna have to put a star by. Like right. this is all yeah. I did. Got I took Texas to the Final Four, but realistically, I have it very SEC dominant. But I'm failing to realize like we haven't even talked about Michigan State yet. We haven't even talked about like UConn that I mean. much yet. And like, I, yeah, let's let's take it. Let's take it where you said first. Let's talk about Michigan State. Yeah, how you feel about that, Chris? Yeah, so I Michigan think guy. I preached a little bit about them on an episode or two in the beginning of this season. They mm-hmm. were starting to catch fire at the end of uh, the Big Ten regular season. They didn't make too much noise in the tournament, but. I really think they're built with power to like yeah. even give Texas a game and maybe beat right. them, right? And, and that's gonna, of course and that's, we'll hype them up and then yeah. they can still lose to UCLA. It, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? Or but, right, or the the or UCLA's not yeah, a bad team nope, could could bad. win and, yeah. and maybe switch up our whole bracket, bust our whole bracket in this division. Tom and, is only losing. 
Tommy Zone's gonna get one. Tommy Zone's gonna at least get one. With Rocket Watts, that's what I mean. I didn't finish that thought. The cast they have is strong. With Henry, like, that dude has done so much for the program. He's gonna get at least one or two. Joshua Langford, yeah. Hauser, they got Rocket Watts. Like, they, I think they could make a run, but like, one or two, bro. And then we can go talk, like, UConn and Maryland. Like, UConn has James Booknight, and like, they could absolutely go on a run and like, I mean, it just would be so classic for the next UConn starter just take the boys deep in the tourney because, you know, that's what UConn does. And then Maryland has been playing gritty lately. I mean, they just beat Michigan State to basically secure their bid in the tournament. Uh-huh. And Aaron Wiggins has been cooking. Uh-huh. And Turgeon is all like Turgeon is, is never afraid to get the boys going with the tech or whatever. Uh-huh. So, again, a team that you can't write off. And I think... I think so. How far do you guys have Bama going? I have them going to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I, I think would, we do. We yeah. all take Texas. Yeah, so yeah, Texas sixteen. All the sixteen. But I mean, again, I, like that's a matchup I could see Bama losing either way. Granted, Bama, like I said earlier, they can scorch from the arc. They can you know score just a shit ton of points so quickly. But I think Maryland and UConn are both tough teams. I mean, that whole region is just top to bottom like that. You know, any given day, like mm-hmm. it's just so loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, this region in particular, I just feel like is just so wide open. I'm like, which is like very different from the other three. And I think, just in general, I think whether it's analysts or your friends or your dad, your mom, whoever, I think that you're gonna see a lot of parity in the West, South, and Midwest. I think you're gonna see a lot of people pick probably the similar teams to what we have. But I think where people's brackets are going to differ is going to come from the East region. I think that's mm-hmm. where a lot of bracket polls are going to be. De- it's also going to be, be the place where not only people's brackets differ, but where people's brackets go to get busted. Yeah. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Hand it, in hand. Absolutely. It's a dangerous thing to pick a team to win it out of the East. That's what I'll say because you're not even sure who's going right. to make it. This region is just set up to like bust somebody's bracket. Like, if I could bet which region that the Cinderella is going to come from, I would put my money I was just going to say the exact same thing. These There's so many teams that have never even, like, been – or they've been in tournaments, like – but has UNC ever been to a tournament, Greensboro? I think they've been. Yeah, they've before, been. They've like, been. Not, like, that's what I mean. These teams yeah. have can count on their hands how many times they've been to a tournament. Yeah. Like, and I've, we, I've seen again, Abilene Christian's name there before, but I don't know if they've made any noise. Like, I, I, I don't – <laughs> That's this what I mean. We don't know. So like, shaky. there's nothing to really so compare shaky. to. All right, let's do a quick little recap. Who we all got in our final four? Let's talk some final who four. Who we having the chip? Who we have winning and why? You want to kick it off? I'm heavy on the Big Ten for great reason. Let me throw a fact in here. The last time the Big Ten won an NCAA championship, there was three teams in the Big Ten in the final four: Wisconsin, Michigan State. And I'm spacing on the third, but that's okay. This time around, I think it's the same thing. I think the Big Ten is the biggest favorite to win uh, the national championship this year. I think they just have too many powerhouses coming and gunning for it. And I think that three of them are going to slide. I got Iowa and Texas in the first matchup. But I got Iowa advancing because of Wieskamp. And Garza, the one-two punch that's going like to work it out. Like how you said Wieskamp first. I yes. Wieskamp <laughs> is the dead-eye sharpshooter that's going to control everything, but Garza is going to keep him humble and balanced. He's going to clean up any mistakes that are made. He's going to get offensive boards. He's going to collect all the rebounds, make nightmares in the post, right? So I think they survive in advance. I don't think Draco Sims can hang with Luka Garza. But 
We flip it over to the other side. I got Ohio State and Illinois in a little rematch of the Big Ten Championship. I think that would be so fun. I think that's exactly what's going to happen, too. Those two teams that battled out there today upstairs, we were watching the game. Those two teams that battled, dude, that looked like a national championship game we were watching. The way they were going back and forth and went to we overtime. Nobody Iowa was going to hit a buzzer beater in that <laughs> regulation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, got, I got Illinois advancing in that one because I like – Iowa to Sumo, right. Kobe so Cobra, best big, one-two all punch. All Big Ten Natty. All Big Ten Natty. It's going to be Illinois and Iowa, but Illinois is going to ride. Respect. Kondo? All right, so I know all of us had, like, pretty similar brackets. I think I pretty much just switched up taking Baylor all the way versus you guys had Illinois all the way. We all have. That was a great pick. So who's your final four? Iowa. My final four is Iowa, Baylor, Texas, and Illinois. So in in the West, like we said, I don't see a more versatile team than Iowa. Swinging it down low to Luka Garza, swinging it out to Wieskamp, doing whatever they need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we can all, I mean, agree on that, but we don't know. Texas. Again, I'm going to have to take a look at that. Um, I got Iowa beating Texas, going to the finals, playing Baylor, who just won fresh off of Illinois. Again, I I gave my case for Baylor earlier on. Uh, They got arguably the second best one-two punch, if if you say that Mm -hmm. uh, Coburn and Iowa are, are the first, but... I don't know. It's really anybody's game. I got Baylor going all the way to Iowa. I don't know if I'm going to hold. I'll probably make a couple more brackets after this. Oh, I'm making so you got, more. You got, or, so, no, yeah, Iowa. I got Iowa, Texas, Baylor, Baylor and Illinois. Illinois. Baylor and Iowa in the finals. Baylor winning. winning. All right. All right, so I got – I'm like you guys. I do think that Gonzaga is still going to get out of the West. They beat Iowa before, so I, they're obviously capable of doing it. Uh, I was definitely more battle tested now than when they played them earlier in the season. They That's going to be chip a on their shoulder. Absolutely, absolutely. But I'm I think so does Gonzaga because this is a team that I mean they've never they've never done it right. And it, I think that you'll hear a lot of people in the next three days talk about team of destiny, team of destiny. That's what Gonzaga is. They've they've been running everybody, mm-hmm. you know, team of destiny. And I buy into that a little bit. I think that I think that they come out of the West. Like you guys, I have Texas from the east. I got Ohio State coming out of the south over Baylor in a close one. Then I also have Illinois coming out of the Midwest. I think Illinois beats Ohio State. I think Gonzaga would beat Texas. Illinois wins the Natty in a gritty one over Gonzaga. They show them who the real team of destiny is with Io and Kofi. I think this year, man, it's the year of the Big Ten. Let's hope. The I'm just happy to have a tournament team. back, dude. Oh, I'm so happy, bro. It's freaking March. Let's go. The sun's out. The birds are chirping. It's time to go outside. Come on. Get some shots up. Come on. I'm scared ready. for my exams coming up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, That's so hey, relatable. Yeah. Hey, the, no, the school didn't give us spring break, so I think what they're trying to say is week <laughs> off for college basketball. Exactly. Big facts. Nah. Yeah, this is just like I started with. Best time of the year, baby. Let's oh ride. My God. It's the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year. We started on that. Why don't we end on that, boys? You got anything else to say? Hey, roll badge. Hey. Wisconsin, baby. Come, Come on, man. UNC ain't got nothing. nothing. <laughs> we beat him back in 2015 on our way to the Final Four. Bring it on. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> All right, boys, it was fun to be back. I'm excited to see what's going to come, and we'll have a lot more to talk about in the coming weeks. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, guys. Peace. See you next week.